0: Book Four Part Two of On the Nature of Things by Titus Lucretius Carus Translated by William Ellery Leonard This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Daniel Vamont Book Four Part Two Existence and Character of the Images But since I've taught already of what sort the seeds of all things are and how distinct in divers forms they flit of own accord stirred with a motion everlasting on and in what mode things be from them create and since i've taught what the mind's nature is and of what things tis with the body knit and thrives in strength and by what mode uptorn that mind returns to its primordials. Now will I undertake an argument, one for these matters of supreme concern, that there exist those somewhats which we call the images of things. These, like to films scaled off the utmost outside of the things, flit hither and thither through the atmosphere. And the same terrify our intellects, coming upon us waking or in sleep, when oft we peer at wonderful strange shapes and images of people lorn of light, which oft have horribly roused us when we lay in slumber. That haply nevermore may we suppose that souls get loose from Acheron, Or shades go floating in among the living. Or aught of us is left behind at death, When body and mind, destroyed together, Each, back to its own primordials, goes away. And thus I say, that effigies of things, And tenuous shapes, from off the things are sent, From off the utmost outside of the things, which are like films, or may be named a rind, because the image bears like look and form, with whatso body has shed it fluttering forth. A fact thou mayest, however dull thy wits, well learn from this, mainly because we see even mongst visible objects, many be, that send forth bodies, loosely some diffused like smoke from oaken logs and heat from fires and some more interwoven and condensed as when the locusts in the summer-time put off their glossy tunics or when calves at birth drop membranes from their body's surface or when again the slippery serpent doffs its vestments amongst the thorns for oft we see the brayers augmented with their flying spoils. Since such takes place, tis likewise certain too that tenuous images from things are sent from off the utmost outside of the things. For why those kinds should drop and part from things rather than others tenuous and thin, no power has man to open mouth to tell especially since on outsides of things are bodies many and minute, which could, in the same order which they had before, and, with the figure of their form preserved, be thrown abroad, and much more swiftly, too, being less subject to impediments, as few in number and placed along the front. For truly many things we see discharge their stuff at large not only from their cores deep set within, as we have said above, but from their surfaces at times no less, their very colors too. And commonly the awnings, saffron red and dusky blue, stretched overhead in mighty theaters, upon their poles and crossbeams fluttering, have such an action quite. For there they die, and make to undulate with their every hue the circled throng below and all the stage and rich attire in the patrician seats, and ever the more the theatre's dark walls around them shut, the more all things within laugh in the bright suffusion of strange glints, the daylight being withdrawn, and therefore. Since the canvas hangings thus discharge their dye from off their surface, things in general must likewise their tenuous effigies discharge, because in either case they are oft-thrown from off the surface. So there are indeed such certain prints and vestiges of forms which flit around, of subtlest texture made, invisible when separate each and one again all odor smoke and heat and such streams out of things diffusedly because whilst coming from the deeps of body forth and rising out along their bending path they're torn asunder nor have gateways straight wherethrough to mass themselves and struggle abroad but contrariwise when such a tenuous film of outside colour is thrown off, there's naught can rend it since tis placed along the front, ready to hand. Lastly, those images, which to our eyes in mirrors do appear, in water, or in any shining surface, must be, since furnished with like look of things, fashioned from images of things sent out. There are, then, tenuous effigies of forms, like unto them, which no one can divine when taken singly, which do yet give back, when by continued and recurrent discharge expelled, a picture from the mirror's plane. Nor otherwise, it seems, can they be kept so well conserved, that thus be given back figures so like each object. Now, then, learn how tenuous is the nature of an image. And in the first place, since primordials be so far beneath our senses, and much less, Ian, than those objects which begin to grow too small for eyes to note, learn now in few how nice are the beginnings of all things. That this, too, I may yet confirm in proof— first living creatures are sometimes so small that even their third part can nowise be seen judge then the size of any inward organ what of their sphered heart their eyes their limbs the skeleton how tiny thus they are and what besides of those first particles whence soul and mind must fashioned be seest not How nice, and how minute! Besides, whatever exhales from out its body a sharp smell, the nauseous absinthe, or the panacea, strong southern wood, or bitter centauri, if never so lightly with thy fingers twain perchance thou touch a one of them. Then why not rather know that images flit hither and thither, Many, in many modes, Bodiless and invisible. But lest haply thou holdest That those images which come from objects Are the soul that flit, Others indeed there be Of own accord begot, Self-formed in earth's airy skies, Which, moulded to innumerable shapes, Are borne aloft, And fluid as they are, cease not to change appearance and to turn into new outlines of all sorts of forms as we behold the clouds grow thick on high and smirch the serene vision of the world stroking the air with motions for oft are seen the giants faces flying far along and trailing a spread of shadow and at times the mighty mountains and mountain-sundered rocks going before and crossing on the sun, whereafter a monstrous beast dragging a mane and leading in the other thunderheads. Now hear how easy and how swift they be engendered and perpetually flow off from things and gliding, pass away. Forever, every outside... "'streams away from off all objects, "'since discharge they may. "'And when this outside reaches other things, "'as chiefly glass, it passes through. "'But where it reaches the rough rocks, "'or stuff of wood, there tis so rent "'that it cannot give back an image. "'But when gleaming objects dense, "'as chiefly mirrors,' been set before it, nothing of this sort happens, for it can't go, as through glass, nor yet be rent, it's safety, by virtue of that smoothness, being sure. Tis, therefore, that from them the images stream back to us, and how so suddenly thou place, at any instant, anything, before a mirror, there an image shows, proving THAT EVER FROM A BODY'S SURFACE FLOW OFF THIN TEXTURES AND THIN SHAPES OF THINGS. THUS MANY IMAGES IN LITTLE TIME ARE GENDERED, SO THEIR ORIGIN IS NAMED RIGHTLY A SPEEDY. AND EVEN AS THE SUN MUST SEND BELOW IN LITTLE TIME TO EARTH SO MANY BEAMS TO KEEP ALL THINGS SO FULL OF LIGHT INCESSANT. Thus, on grounds the same, from things there must be born, in many modes, to every quarter round, upon the moment, the many images of things. Because unto whatever face of things we turn the mirror, things of form and hue the same respond. Besides, lo, but a moment, since serenest was the weather of the sky so fiercely sudden is it foully thick that ye might think that round about all murk had parted forth from acheron and filled the mighty vaults of sky so grievously as gathers thus the storm-cloud's gruesome night do faces of black horror hang on high of which how small a part an image is there's none to tell or reckon out in words. Now come, with what swift motion they are born, these images, and what the speed assigned to them across the breezes swimming on, so that o'er lengths of space a little hour alone is wasted toward whatever region each with its diver's impulse tends. I'll tell in verses sweeter than they many are, even as the swan's slight note is better far than that dispersed clamour of the cranes among the south wind's airy clouds. And first, one oft may see that objects which are light and made of tiny bodies are the swift, in which class is the sun's light and his heat, since made from small primordial elements which as it were are forward knocked along and through the interspaces of the air to pass delay not urged by blows behind for light by light is instantly supplied and gleam by following gleam is spurred and driven thus likewise must the images have power through unimaginable space to speed within a point of time first since a cause exceeding small there is, which at their back far forward drives them and propels, whereto they're carried with such winged lightness on. And secondly, since furnished when sent off with texture of such rareness that they can through objects whatsoever penetrate and ooze, as t'were, through intervening air. Besides, if those fine particles of things which from so deep within are sent abroad as light and heat of sun are seen to glide and spread themselves through all the space of heaven upon one instant of the day, and fly o'er sea and lands and flood the heaven, what then of those which on the outside stand prepared, when they're hurled off with not a thing to check their going out? Dost thou not see indeed how swifter and how farther must they go, and speed through manifold the length of space, in time the same that from the sun the rays o'erspread the heaven? This also seems to be example chief and true with what swift speed the images of things are borne about, that soon as ever under open skies is spread the shining water. All at once, if stars be out in heaven, up gleam from earth, serene and radiant in the water there, the constellations of the universe. Now seest thou not in what a point of time an image from the shores of ether falls unto the shores of earth? Wherefore, again, and yet again, tis needful to confess— with wondrous end of book 4 part 2 recording by daniel vermont osaka japan